Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 143... Not the second 143. I think I got my numbers all jumbled up at the end of 2015. The one and only episode 143 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I'm the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you're listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. <sighs> That's my Happy New Year deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> Happy New Year, my friends! Woohoo! Happy New Year! This is the first episode of Hippie Witch in 2016, and I'm actually already kind of used to 2016, saying that and writing that on things and stuff, because I've been writing it everywhere (laughs) for a while now. Like, I was really looking forward to 2015, because 2015 kicked my butt, and I know it did for a lot of you as well. And that a lot of us (laughs) were looking forward to 2016. And so far, it's really lived up to, I don't even want to say expectation, but I know just different people that I've talked to about it, those of us that had kind of a rough ending to 2015, we had this feeling that 2016 was going to be a breath of fresh air and so far so good it has totally been a breath of fresh air so I'm feeling very optimistic and positive I'm sitting here with the sun shining down on me so uh yeah (laughs) Um, I'm feeling pretty good despite the fact that David Bowie died uh, yesterday, and that is kind of all anyone on the internet can be, talk about right now. It's everywhere, and I totally understand why. Uh, I don't know how closely you follow me on Facebook, but on David Bowie's birthday, which was, I think, the 8th, a couple of days before he died, I posted, you know, just a little David Bowie meme and a happy birthday star man message, because I love him, and then I had a huge listening party that day in honor of his birthday with one of my closest friends, and we just sat around like flipping through all our favorite songs of his, and then because we're both music nerds, (laughs) we were just like chatting about like how he made his music and how epic he is and how iconic and important and blah, 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 how damn special. And then a little more than a day later, someone woke me up at midnight to say that he was gone and that was so weird to just be having this whole David Bowie day and then a few you know two days later I think he died it was shocking and what was also shocking is I was sound asleep when my phone rang and my phone is loud (laughs) it scared the crap out of me and I got this huge like whoosh like adrenaline rush and my heart was racing 
So I could not go back to sleep. So I'm laying there trying so hard to go back to sleep, but I kept having like images of David Bowie in my head and thinking about all these songs. So then I start crying, and I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> um, I couldn't go back to sleep, and I'm crying, and I'm like on top of it sort of belittling myself. Like, this is totally ridiculous. Pull it together, Joe. You didn't even know this man. Like, why are you crying about this? And um, the next day when I woke up, uh, you know, I still get kept getting teary-eyed because everybody kept posting these tributes to David Bowie. So clearly I was not the only one who was feeling that way. And, you know, so I started thinking about just kind of how weird that is that someone can affect your life that way who you've never met. And I was thinking about the other celebrity deaths that have affected me that way. And there's really... I love a lot of, you know, I'm a nerd. I love movies and books and music and all of that good stuff. But there really only have been a few celebrity deaths that impacted me in the same way David Bowie's did. So like Robin Williams, which I talked about last year on an episode here and got all weepy about. John Candy was one of the first ones to bring me to tears that way. I just I loved John Candy so much as a kid. Like I I just loved him. <laughs> and then Kevin O'Quan, who was a makeup artist and not a movie star, but really just a very special person with a huge heart. And then I think Patrick Swayze, and that's it. And Patrick Swayze, he really surprised me because I you know, and I still think about him all the time now, but honestly, I hardly ever did when he was alive. I did not know I cared that much, um, unless, you know, if I was watching one of his movies or maybe an interview with him and his wife, which was, from the outside looking in, one of the most beautiful romantic marriages ever. <laughs> but anyway, he just had a certain light in his eyes and a freedom with his gifts like his dancing and his acting and just this full presence that he bought, brought to anything he was doing that really touched my heart in a way that impacted me on a much deeper level than I even realized until after he was gone. So I do have a point here besides just randomly talking about celebrities who have died, but um, <laughs> what is my point? The point is this. That is what inspired today's show called Yes but how did you make them feel? Um, and in thinking about those handful of strangers who died um, but somehow mattered to me, I remembered what Maya Angelou said about how people don't remember what you did. They remember how you made them feel. And I was like, yes, that is so true. And that's like when I was like, then that's what I'm going to do my show about today. <laughs> Because David Bowie was a spectacular rock star, but there's a lot of spectacular rock stars, you know, and I'm sure we love different ones. Different ones resonate with different people. He wrote and produced a lot of music, but in the end, what it really comes down to is that he made us all feel, and he made us feel a lot. So I think that's why his passing was so profound for so many people and why we're sharing all these pictures and playlists and news stories and little clips about David Bowie. And it's, again, too, just more evidence that art, and I happen to believe magic is an art, by the way, um, and that art is magic. It goes both ways. But art is not some frivolous thing. 
And, I mean, when I think about just music, for example, you know, what can what could be more magical than just flipping on a switch and instantaneously changing your emotions or the entire mood of a crowd of people? That's amazing. Talk about creating change in conformity with one's will. I mean, literally just instant magic. Bing, you turn it on. You know, you're playing Under Pressure with Freddie Mercury, which is one of those amazing, beautiful, soulful people, and David Bowie, and something in you changes immediately. And for me, just seeing as art, music, books, movie, even sports, for you sports fans out there, um, seeing that these things are really just a reflection of ourselves and a way of projecting and reflecting onto ourselves and out from ourselves, it's fair to conclude that we, as everyday ordinary individuals, are capable of the same. We are magic. And one of our most profound gifts is our ability to flip on that switch and positively influence those around us or negatively. But I'm going to assume that you're listening to me because you want to positively (laughs) influence those around you. And I'm not talking about that in the sense of power over. I'm talking about power within. And I'm actually posting a video this Thursday on power over versus power within, which is something I have talked about here and there um, already. But I'm going to make a special video just about power over versus power within. Um, And then the whole intro to my new ebook gets into that as well. So I am not going to get too into that here except to say that the only person's feelings you have control over are your own But because of the principle of contagion and perhaps some even greater mystery like all is one, if all is one, (laughs) I know not everybody believes that, the way you feel has the power to influence the way the people you engage with feel too. Fascinating business, this life. And you know, that idea that the way you feel has the power to influence other people because of contagion, because of all is one, that is one thing from the very, very beginning of Kick-Ass Switch, because I had had so many businesses prior to starting this business and because I had failed so much and because I had learned and matured over (laughs) the process of many failures, that is the one thing that from the very beginning beginning of Kick-Ass Witch, I have been very clear about the way that I want to make other people feel. And the fact that that has to begin with the way I feel and the way I live my life is so much to do with what I'm talking about here. It's held me accountable in a way and encouraged me to walk my talk because nothing is more emotional compelling than authenticity. People know. <laughs> People know if you're just like la, 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 jibber-jabbering and repeating something you saw somebody else say at some point. If it's if you're feeling it, if it's coming from within, other people feel that too. So if you want to help inspire other people to create the kickest life of their dreams like I do, if you want to make them feel like it's possible, happiness, joy, their most cherished cherished heart's desire, you have to feel that way yourself. 
And here's the neat trick of that. (laughs) In doing that for other people, you are, in effect, doing it for yourself. And then the circle just keeps on circling back around and around from you and to them and from them to you. And it's fascinating how that works. In serving others, you are serving yourself. So if you want to feel love, give love. If you want to feel important, heard, and seen, make someone else feel important, heard, and seen. I have to keep taking these big breaths today because it's the first show (laughs) of 2016, and I'm so excited about Everything I want to say this month in particular, and I know I still have, what do I have, like three episodes of Hippie Witch, three Thursdays to post videos, three Fridays to post newsletters. I have plenty of time. I just need to slow down and take my time. And this is just me (laughs) verbalizing that thought to you now because I'm trying to bring it down, Joe, bring it down. (laughs) This year, 2016, What I want to feel is personal sovereignty. I want to feel personally sovereign, like the queen of my own queendom, the queen of my own life. And that is why the first theme of the year, the theme for January, and not coincidentally, the name of my new ebook is The Spiritually Mature Witch. And I hope that in exploring this terrain for myself, and sharing it here, there, and everywhere, you will come along with me for the ride, and we will all end up feeling more sovereign, more at peace, and more empowered in our own lives. Whether you want to call yourself a queen <laughs> or a king or just work with the word sovereign, or, I mean, in the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year group, there's people working with the chariot and temperance and different tarot cards for the year and stuff like that, but... um It doesn't matter what power word you are working with or what totem. I think that we can all afford to feel a little bit more empowered in our own lives. So I hope that's what we feel in working together here in January. And FYI, the full title of that ebook is The Spiritually Mature Witch, Five Keys to Unlocking Your Personal Power. And I am crazy excited about that. And I will be talking more about it on Thursday when it launches. But... If you want to take a leap of faith and save five bucks, you can pre-order it today or tomorrow only using the – it's only been on pre-order for a week, and then I'm taking it down. But if you use the coupon code as above, so below, that's all lowercase letters with no spaces in between, as above, so below. If you use that coupon code and um, you get the book today or tomorrow – you will get $5 off. And you only have until Thursday morning when it launches to do that. So if you are listening to this after the fact, I am very sorry about that. I just wanted to create a special reward (laughs) for those who have traveled alongside me in real time. But it's really only 28 bucks at full price. And I feel quite all right about that. I cannot wait. It looks so different than anything I have ever done before, too. And um, I know this is not the show that's called The Spiritually Mature Witch, Five Keys to Unlocking Your Personal Power, but I'm a little bit obsessed with it right now. (laughs) It's so cool. 
Um, and when it comes to like personal development, which I have a ton of, I have always loved quick, actionable reads like The Four Agreements and Scott Cunningham's Earth Power is a favorite of mine. I just want, if I'm trying to learn something, I just want to get in and out. I want to learn what I'm there to learn and then put it right into practice. And hopefully, yeah, I mean, I want there to be plenty of meat on the bone, as Kellyanne Maddox would say, but I also don't want to slog through a lot of page-filling fluff that was added in just because the publisher wanted the author to meet some weird, you know, page count quota. (laughs) That drives me bananas, and I end up just, like, scanning through the book with a highlighter anyway. So, dear publishers, that's not working. (laughs) But that's what I love about self-publishing, and that is exactly what I set out to create with this ebook: a quick, actionable read that is highly impactful and empowering. Um, but fiction is a whole other story. <laughs> so when it comes to fiction or like a really juicy biography, I like big books and I cannot lie. And I am reading one right now for the year of the queen, 2016, the year of the queen. Um, you might remember that last year I got really into exploring my family's Prussian and Germans from Russia heritage. Germans from Russia are a thing. I don't know if you know that, but it's a thing. <laughs> and I have a really cool book that was written just about my ancestors. It's fat, so it, it covers, like, I don't know, quite a few families that are all linked together and these Germans from Russia. So I was just fascinated reading all these letters and stories about my ancestors. It was like, it's the most amazing thing for a witch to own, I think, um, short of like some awesome book of shadows passed down from your great-great-grandma. I did scan it looking for like witchy things, but um, there's no witchy things in the book. (laughs) But anyway, um, the book that I'm reading right now is about Catherine the Great, And I knew that that had to be my first, like, on-the-books queen of 2016, the one that I wanted to learn about first, because she is so much of my family's story. She has so much to do with the, you know, Germans from Russia heritage. So I knew it had to be Catherine the Great. And um, the author of the – it's such a big book. It's so big. Oh, my God. But the author, Robert K. Massey, he is such a great writer because he understands that his readers are not just there to learn a bunch of dry facts about Catherine the Great, who incidentally started out as a Sophia, which I did not know. But it makes total sense because Sophia means wisdom, as you may know. (laughs) Just a cool little factoid about Catherine the Great. She was born Sophia. And I haven't gotten to the point in the book yet when she becomes Catherine, so I don't know how or why that happened, <laughs> but it happened. Um, but anyway, he's not just educating us about this queen. He's actually making us feel her, which is what I'm talking about here today. Um, so it's not like, you know, otherwise when you're reading a biography like this, a really fact-filled big, big biography, what unfortunately happens a lot is it comes off like, the Bing Bong Duke of Gobbledygook, such and such, was the second cousin of the prince of the house of yada, 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 thrice removed, blah, 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 kill me now. <laughs> I hate that. That is why I don't 
like to read a lot of biographies. I have to be really intrigued by the person to go there. Um, and, and it was actually why I was afraid to read it when I picked up because it's also an extremely intimidating size. <laughs> and like I said, these things can be you know, dry and boring, but not when you have an author who remembers. It's not what you did. It's not all of the facts you collected. It's how you made them feel. In his case, how you made your readers feel. And I am so feeling Sophia, Catherine the Great. Like, you care about her right away. He is, what a talented writer. And I know I keep talking about art today, um, but this is all the more relevant when it comes to living your life and connecting the people that you love or even just the people that you have to interact with on a day-to-day basis. Um, or if, you know, you're in business, whether you work for yourself as an entrepreneur or you're trying to, like, work your way up the corporate ladder, how you make other people feel is integral to the experience that you are going to have. It matters. It matters to your success and money. It matters to your romantic life. It matters to your friendships. It matters to everything. Um, one thing that I have learned about Catherine the Great, when she was still Sophia, um, she was told she was ugly repeatedly by her mother, which is horrible. She was made to believe that she was ugly, so she better find other good things about herself if she was going to make it in the world. And making it in the world back then was getting married, if you were a woman, (laughs) to someone of higher rank than your family. Um, So she was very aware that people thought she was ugly, and she, she happened to be I think, very nice looking. But um, beyond that, she was very wise and intelligent and perceptive. And she figured out when she was a little girl that everybody talked at each other. People just talked and talked and talked. Her mother was very desperate to seem important. And she was a social climber. And she was always frustrated because people weren't giving her the due that she thought she was due. Um, And... Sophia was very observant and watched her mother doing this and realized that that was coming off as desperate and pushy and nobody was listening because she wasn't listening. So she developed the skill of being an amazing listener, and that is what earned her all kinds of allies and people that helped her along, funny enough, up the ladder that her mother was trying so hard to climb. People were like, lifting her up (laughs) because she made them feel seen. She listened. And you might see this as a manipulation, you know, by a future queen on the rise. And I'm sure it it could have been that um, in part, but I'm also willing to bet that she was one hell of a listener, that she brought her full presence to the listening and made the other person feel truly seen and heard because she was being authentic and they were truly seen and heard and I think that's just so just it's a powerful thing to understand in life and to me that is a major step in anyone's spiritual maturity I vividly remember learning that lesson myself and the way everything changed my whole life changed when I learned how to listen to other people and see other people Um, I did it so much it scared me because people are like, oh, when you do that, they come. (laughs) They're like moths to a flame. It is 
very strange, especially if you've had the opposite experience and then you, like, all of a sudden learn to, like, get out of yourself and pay attention to other people and focus on the way they feel. It's it's sad a little bit, too, because you realize how hungry people are for that love and attention. And I really think this is an important thing for parents to understand. I mention this all the time, but it was a really powerful insight for me when I keep doing this. Oh, was it Maya Angelou or Tony? It was. I think it was Maya Angelou. Um, she was on Oprah. I mention Oprah all the time too. Sorry, this is me. I watch Oprah. What can I say? Um, but she said, you know, what parents need to ask is, do your eyes light up when your children enter the room? Because that's all they care about. They're, you know, do your kids care that you paid the bills that month? I mean, I guess they do if you don't care and you all get kicked out and you're living on the street. But really, the kids don't care that you slaved over the hot stove for three hours and that you're busy and that you're stressed out and that you sewed the button back on their pants and that you tied their shoe and you made the sandwich. They want to know, did your eyes light up when they entered the room? They want to know, do I feel seen? Am I loved and um, it's about how you make them feel. And uh, coming back to Oprah again, I remember her saying that she realized after years of interviewing people and having people, I'm sure, stand up in the studio audience to chime in that all anybody wants is to be heard. We all want to feel seen. We all want to feel valued and loved. And you have the power to do that for someone today. And, again, that is such an important thing for parents especially, or teachers, anybody who works with small children to remember because you are literally wiring these kids for their future relationships. And the way you make them feel now when they're small in their formative years is literally the way their future partners are going to make them feel because they will seek that out because that's all they know and that is what they come to associate with love. So (laughs) be conscious, please, especially when your kids are young. It's important, too, for couples, married or unmarried, who want to go the distance. You know, you need to not grow blind to the value lying right beside you. You've got to remember that the longevity and the quality of your relationship relies heavily on the way you make your partner feel. And the same is true for your friendships as well. You can intimidate someone into getting your way. You can bully your way through your relationships. You can, you know, cross boundaries with people and make them uncomfortable. And they may stay stick around or you may feel you've won whatever it is you're trying to win. But you won't you won't win their heart. You won't win their respect. You can't bully your way into that, and you can't bully your way into making people feel a certain way about you. You can't and that's interesting. That requires vulnerability. That requires being present to who is there with you. Um and I think <sighs> I find myself wanting to talk about this idea of power within over power over again, and I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for a Thursday. But just know this is so important in your careers, too. Like, listen to your bosses. Listen to your coworkers. Listen to the people under you on the ladder and what it is they need. And um, 
I don't know why I keep bringing this back to listening, which is interesting because I started out talking about art and music and how it makes you feel. Um, But just when you bring it into your own life, I guess your own life is an art form. And the way you live it is not just going to impact the way you feel. It's going to impact everyone around you. And if you listen to nothing else that I've said today, maybe just practice this week listening to the people around you. Like, get out of your own head. Don't sit there holding in your mind, like, the next thing you're going to say, the rebuttal to whatever it is, to whatever it is they're saying. (laughs) Um, You know, get out of your own head. Get present to what's standing right in front of you, to the other person, and let them be seen for a moment, and let them be heard, and let them be felt and see how that makes them feel, and in turn, how that makes you feel. And you might be amazed. I think that could be a really profound, life-changing experience, even if you only did it for one, even if you only do it for one day. Give it a try. I will be back here next Tuesday at noon Pacific, talking at you again about the spiritually mature witch, the theme for January. Um, if you want a copy of the ebook, follow the link here, there, or anywhere. You can find it on Facebook, on my website. You can find it on the Blog Talk Radio page for this show. And don't forget to use your code as above, so below. Until we meet again, much love, peace.